Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. If Jessica's out there right now, if she sees this photo and says, oh my gosh, that's me, you know, she might not even know that she's missing. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. On June 6th, 1986, Deborah Gutierrez awoke to find her four-year-old daughter was missing from her bedroom. 35 years ago today, Jessica Gutierrez of Lexington went missing. Her mother says she woke up to find Jessica's bed empty. 35 years later, investigators are still trying to figure out what happened to Jessica Gutierrez. My immediate impression was that it's a good case. It's a solvable case. Emily Carell, reporter with WLTX in Columbia, South Carolina. You recently covered the 35-year anniversary of the disappearance of a little girl named Jessica Gutierrez. Take us back to the night she went missing in the spring of 1986. What happened? Yeah, so, you know, the night she went missing, she lived um, out in Lexington on a a pretty known road around here. It's called South Lake Drive. Um, She went to bed, you know, the whole family went to bed. She slept in a room with her older sister, actually. And, um, you know, everyone went to bed as normal. And then the next morning, um, I was told, you know, obviously 35 years ago, a long time ago, but the the mother woke up and and went to get her kids up and um, Jessica was not in her bed. She thought maybe at first they were playing hide and seek or something silly like that. And no, she was nowhere to be found. Um, They did notice that a window in the, the bedroom was kind of broken, like it had been opened. And, um, so they, they all started looking around, um, the family started looking around, they called friends, they called family, and then eventually called the police. Um, and they did a whole lot of searching. They actually brought in ATVs and helicopters and, and they searched the entire area and, um, never, never found her, never found any trace of her. One of the big pieces of evidence here is, as you mentioned, that broken window. Tell me a little bit more about that. So I actually have the um, original incident report in front of me, and I can I can read you what it says. So, um, so the the mother noticed the screen in the room had been torn off the frame. Mm. She asked the other children, you know, where Jessica was, and they replied that she wasn't in the room. So I think what's most interesting to me here is that there was someone else in the room with her, and. Later on, reports said that the the little girl, and you know, I can't think of um, how old the sister was off the top of my head here, but um, said that she told her mom, someone came and took Jessica, a man in a magic hat. So um, that I'm assuming she told her she went through that broken screen door or screen window, um, but she was just too little to help any anymore. All the evidence that we have points to the early morning hours. Someone entered the residence through a broken window, um, ended up uh, taking the child from her bed and exiting out the front door. And the child has not been seen since. 
it seems that unlike cases where a child is left unattended or sneaks off at the park or, or at a store or something like that, that this was not a crime of opportunity in that sense, that it seems like Jessica's kidnapper chose to target this home. Are there any conclusions that investigators have been able to draw from that as far as you know? You know, um, there are, there over 35 years, you know, obviously they explore a whole lot of leads. A whole lot of people have been on this case. There, There's actually one, the investigator that is over it now. He has been on this case for the past 15 years and he has made it, he doesn't even work in investigations anymore. And he wants to see this case through. You know, obviously there's been different suspects and different uh, assumptions about what has happened. The family, as well as, um, you know, a lot of people in the community believe they know what happened. At this point, it's a matter of getting all the evidence together and um, being able to prosecute this person. Um, from from what I've heard, as far as being a part of a Find Jessica Facebook group and and just like rumors, um, so this isn't you know absolutely true or not. But they they are almost certain they know who did this and they believe that it was someone um, that was known to the family. It's just a matter of putting it together. And something else that I was told when I was chatting with the um, investigator and then some people around this case, um, there was a fingerprint found um, on that that window the window where the the screen was was taken off they found a fingerprint and um it didn't match anyone in the system at the time but years later it did match someone and it was just the fact of getting everything you know cuz a, a case can only you can arrest someone obviously but then will you have enough information to prosecute so um i think that is what the issue is now i asked the the investigator straight on do you think this case will be solved and he said yes and i'll point out because i'm sure everybody listening is asking that investigators have not identified the person that fingerprint lifted from the window belongs to but i'll ask have investigators publicly named any suspects over the years not to my knowledge and i want to talk a little bit more about your interview with that sergeant that you mentioned sergeant david pritchard there's something he said, and it was kind of cryptic or vague, which, as you know, is not untypical for someone in law enforcement talking about an active investigation. But he said there are things that they'd been working through for years that would go a long ways to help solve the case. But there was just some things that we had to try to work through. And believe it or not, we've been trying to work through those things for the last 15 years. Did he ever indicate what specifically those things might be that they're working through? So you mentioned he was a bit vague. Um, he was definitely vague with us too, just because I, I believe that he thinks that this case will be able to be solved and he doesn't want to compromise that. Um, one thing he definitely mentioned is that, you know, in 1986, we did not have the same technology that we have now. And he, um, again, would not name anything specific because um, I'm assuming it directly relates to the investigation. But he said that technology now has serious helped them in this case. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. 
Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Just this year, as we marked the 35th anniversary of Jessica's disappearance, the Lexington Sheriff's Office put out a video. On June 6th of 1986, um, the mother wakes up that morning and notices that her four-year-old daughter is missing. And it shares Jessica's story, and there are really emotional clips of her mother talking about the case. To just all of a sudden, you know, put your kids to bed and wake up one morning, and one of them's gone. You know, you don't understand it. And like I said, everything's happening like a whirlwind. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And then, you you know, you start searching. Tell me a little bit more about this video and other efforts from the sheriff's office in recent years to to try to bring in new tips. Right. So um, the mother in the past has been a little frustrated with how it's handled. Obviously, her her daughter, you know, was never brought home. So that's very frustrating for her. It's very sad. It's very heartbreaking. Um, over the years, different, as you can imagine, different investigators have been put on this case. It's gone back and forth. I believe there's there's been a number of sheriffs at the, the Lexington County Sheriff's Office since this case um, first got brought to their attention. So um, there's definitely been some flip-flop and, and pulling around and frustration um, for the family as far as finding who did this to Jessica, where Jessica is even. But Sergeant David Pritchard, you know, when he was put on this case 15 years ago, he intended to stop all of that pulling around. And that is part of why, you know, he I mentioned he's not even an investigator anymore. He works in the training department, but he has kept this case and he has kept it, um, you know, on his desk and working it for this family. So um, I think definitely in the last 15 years, they've had some more consistency, but um, definitely putting that video out, you know, one thing he mentioned to us was there, there can't be any harm in it. You know, maybe someone will remember something just minuscule, something small. Maybe they were driving down the road that night. Maybe they remember the house that that, that was there. What we're hoping is that um, with the uh, 35th anniversary and uh, the coverage that we're getting is that people will see this and it may spark something in, in their past that they remember that, again, they may have discounted years ago, but now they think, hey, this may have something to do with it. So we're really hoping that um, it can generate some new and some fresh leads for us. They just hope that getting her story out and keeping it out and, and helping people remember will at some point let them know what happened to Jessica. It may be the piece that we're looking for that can that can um, solve the puzzle that we need. So if anybody has any information, please call, please let us know. You mentioned that Sergeant Pritchard started working on this case 15 years ago, and, and the case itself is now over 35 years old. Did he talk at all about what the day-to-day work on a case that that is so old and that has had so many different people look at it looks like at this point? You know, not specifically. Uh, I can kind of talk about how, you know, a lot of people would consider this a cold case because of how old it is. But to him, he didn't really consider it that because this case has never actually been closed. So um, I definitely think, you know, you mentioned in our 
our interview with him, he says, there are things that we thought we could tie up 15 years ago. And, you know, it's just taken us this long. I can imagine it's frustrating. It's, it's time consuming. But, um, what really amazed me about him is how just diligent he is and how he 100% believes that he will solve this case, even after all these years. You mentioned that there is a Facebook group of people that are discussing this case. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. So there is a Facebook page. It's called Justice for Jesse Gutierrez. They spell Jesse, J-E-S-S-E. It is basically a page for people to send their well wishes, their thoughts, their prayers. Um, and Jesse's mom actually posts a lot in this, in this group. She talks about her concerns. She talks about um, her wishes. You know, I mentioned they a lot of people think they know who did it and and they do post about that in here um it's basically a, a very active page even after you know 35 years to to continue to try and bring Jessica home also this year the national center for missing and exploited children released age progressed photos of Jessica and what's striking is that they're photos of an adult Jessica would be in her late 30s now and it really it makes you pause and realize just how much time has passed since she went missing. Absolutely. And, you know, um, if you don't mind me sharing that, you know, a lot of times when I do stories like this, I kind of have to cut off the emotional side and, and look at it as a, you know, helping get the story out. But I tell you, when they brought out that picture, the age pro- progress picture, my heart kind of skipped a beat a little bit because it's like, oh my goodness, like this could, like she couldn't even know that maybe she was kidnapped at a young age. Like, she could be, this is what she would look like. This is what she does look like. It it was, that part was kind of surreal. But um, anyways, back to your question. So I I, I did ask the question during the interview, you know, if Jessica's out there right now, if she sees this photo and says, oh my gosh, that's me, you know, she might not even know that she's missing. Um, I, I asked Sergeant Pritchard, you know, what does he want? Like, what, what would he want her to know? And his response was, give us a call. We want to give your family closure. We want to help you. We um, just urge you to give us a call. And um, I thought that was was super interesting because, you know, a lot, sometimes yeah, she was four years old, you know, she might not even know that she was kidnapped. And um, that's another reason why we like to get these stories out again, even after 35 years, because, you know, she might be sitting in her living room watching the news and see that picture and say, oh my goodness, that's me, you know? Right. 35 years is a long time, but as you've mentioned, this is an active investigation. And any of our listeners who are interested in learning more can check out Emily's reporting at WLTX.com. Emily Carell, thanks for sharing the story. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Daily Crime. We're here five days a week, Monday through Friday. If you want to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes, make sure you are subscribed to or following the show right now. You can check out some of our other podcasts by visiting vaultstudios.com. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.